I just took a robot DNA test, and it turns out I am 100% that bitch. Gabriel will be at Harvey's in Portland, Oregon September 5th to 8th, September 12th at the Myrnaloy Theater in Helena, Montana, September 13th the Allen Theater in Bozeman, Montana, and September 14th Memorial Community Center in Hope, Idaho. September 15th Gabriel will be at Tacoma Comedy Club disappointing his family by doing the dope show. He does one set sober then gets really high and does another set. He made the booker get him a hotel room because Gabriel is also 100% that bitch. And less than 1% Native American. For more info and for all of his show dates go to GabrielRutledge.com. Episode 36 of Happiness Isn't Funny with Gabriel Rutledge starts right now. And now here's your host, Gabriel Rutledge. Check. We're rolling. Coming to you live, on tape, from the Renaissance Hotel in beautiful downtown Denver. Nah, I lied. I'm not in downtown Denver, Colorado. I'm somewhere weird. I have a lovely view from the uh, 12th floor. Uh, I can, But my view is like uh, a Walmart? I'm looking right now. Home Depot. I liked it when I can check into a hotel and go out on the balcony and plan my meals for the week. Like, oh, there's a Panera Bread. An IHOP. Oh, Chick-fil-A. I'm going to go there. I, it's, I, I love you gay people. Okay. I'm sorry. I, Chick-fil-A is like exotic to me because there are not that many of them, so I do go to them. There are not that many in the Northwest, so I do go to them when I'm near them. Okay, and it doesn't mean I'm anti-gay person. I'm just pro-chicken. I'm trying to quit going. Right now, I'm just not going to go Sundays. Mitch Burrow, great comedian, has a joke. I'm going to paraphrase badly because uh, his sister's a lesbian and... She goes to Chick-fil-A, and he was like, why do you go to Chick-fil-A? They don't accept your lifestyle. And she was like, either does Grandma, but I still eat her food at Thanksgiving. He tells it better than that, but... Uh... Yeah, this is a nice hotel. Working the improv in Denver this week. Uh, the hotel's very nice, though. Although it's... uh, When I... When I checked in, I was looking around the lobby, and there was a bunch of like white people with dreadlocks and tie dye. And I said to I said to the check-in person, I was like, "Is there a is there a fish concert in town?" And he was like, "Yes." <laughs> so this this hotel is just filled with fish fans. Uh, which uh, don't get me wrong, I mean I. I could, pay, if I traded out my Weezer t-shirt for tie-dye and my Adidas for some of those sandals, yeah, I'd look like a fish fan too. I could pass for like a new fish fan. Like, I don't know if they'd accept me. They'd be like, Gabriel's okay, but I, I don't know. He smells like soap and conditioner. Something different about him. <laughs> The other day I offered him mushrooms and he was like, no thank you, I have shit to do tomorrow. I mean, I don't... 
Seems like he likes the band, but I'm not even sure. At the concert, he asked me, uh, are there always this many guitar solos? I don't know. I don't think he's one of us. I actually know nothing about the band Fish, other than they're sort of, they got a Grateful Dead thing going. They're a jam band. They have a delicious ice cream from Ben and Jerry's. Uh, but I do, I knew, I know a guy who's a Fish fan, and he told me there's a real, uh, like a snooty nerdiness, not nerdiness, but like, like he's been to like 15 or 20 Fish shows. And when, if you tell a real Fish fan you've only been to like 15 or 20 shows, they're like, <clears throat> loser. Colorado uh, has turned into, I don't know, you ever have a friend or an acquaintance who turns pot and marijuana into their personality? You know, like everyone has smoked pot, I think, almost. Maybe there's a couple of fucking dorks listening who haven't. (laughs) Uh, I say that I've only... I've smoked pot and had alcohol. That's it. And I don't think 45 is a good time to start cocaine. A couple of pills. Heroin. Methamphetamines maybe on the weekend. I dabble. Uh, but sometimes there's people who smoke pot and there's people who like it's their personality. And Colorado has turned into that. This whole state is like weed, huh? 420, bro, huh? Right? You ever heard of marijuana? Huh? It's legal, huh? I'm like, yes, I've heard of it. I am from Washington State, where it's also legal. And then they look disappointed. Like, I feel like Colorado wishes they were the only ones uh, who had legal marijuana. It's just a weird thing where I'm like, yes, I, I get it. Ready to blaze up, bro? Welcome to Colorado. Like, I just, I just got here. I was going to take a nap first. There's actually the, the, the guy giving me rides to the uh, club. He told, There's a liquor store right next to the hotel. And uh, he told me that uh, it used to be a weed store, but they got shut down for selling pounds of marijuana, which I thought was kind of funny. Like, it's legal. All you have to do is stay within these rules. And they're like, ah, we couldn't do it. We tried to sell pounds. More the, more the better, bro. <laughs> That's the state sound of Colorado. Do states have sounds? <laughs> they should. Colorado's state sound is. <laughs> it's a big Labor Day weekend. Uh, my wife and two children are at PAX in Seattle. Which What does PAX stand for? Uh, Penny Arcade Expo? Maybe? I don't know. It's video game stuff. Walking around, standing in line for three hours to get a sneak peek at a game that's going to be out for $19 in uh, a month, which I I don't get it. Uh, But anyway, my son's there, my daughter's there, having a good time. My wife is also there, but she's not having a good time. Uh, Some of my Seattle area comedy friends are at Bumbershoot, which is a big music and some comedy festival in Seattle. I don't, I never, I've never done comedy at Bumper Shoot. I always want to say Bumper Shoot, but it's Bumper Shoot. Uh, 
I've never, I never knew that was even a thing, but it's like a lot of Seattle comics, it's like, it's like this honor to do it. And I'm not taking that away from them. It just never occurred to me that like a career goal would be to do, I've been asked twice. Don't get it fucking twisted. I've been asked to do it. Uh, but it, but it was like for free. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go somewhere and make money. And I don't know. I've been to Bumper Shoot as a person. I saw uh, the Ramones there. So I think that's probably a better Bumper Shoot experience than doing comedy. I think it was the Ramones and Mud Honey. And uh, it was great. Oh, the 90s. What a time to be alive. Uh, but I, besides the enjoying the music, um, the Ramones were so fucking great, man. I don't know if you guys are Ramones fans, but you should be. Just like, and even, it was like, you know, it's August in Seattle. It's hot as hell. Leather jackets. Just rocking leather jackets the whole show. I think the drummer might have taken a leather jacket off for a minute, but, or after like half the songs or whatever, just like leather jackets outdoors. One, two, three, four. Uh, but what I remember is the, uh, it was like being presented by 1077 The End, which is like Seattle's alternative station. I think it's, I think they still play the same songs they used to play when I listened, uh, in the nineties, but now they're like, it's like classic alternative. And, uh, I don't, I just remember the, the end guys, the radio guy would go, went out on stage and he was like, he had one of those voices that's, I mean, kind of a color, kind of a <laughs> voice actually. Like classic rock DJs have that like, tick tock, look at the clock, time to rock. They have that voice. But the alternative ones, it's more like, I don't know, like surfer bro, like, hey, what's up? Got a new one from Smashing Pumpkins. It's too cool, everybody. Uh, and so it was like one of those guys with that voice. I can't remember his actual name. And they never have names. It's never like Lugnut and Torque Wrench. It's always like, hey, it's Gunner. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the Gunner show. Got a new one from Screaming Trees. We'll be right back. Uh, so the guy goes out and he's like, hey, this is whatever from 107 The End. And just the whole place just boo, and they started throwing shit at him. Like hopefully not hard shit, but it was just so funny. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, I mean, you know, the guy had a gig in radio. It's supposed to be a cool job, and then just the whole stadium of people like, "Fuck you! You don't play the Ramones or Mud Honey." Hey. <laughs> This is Screwball from 1077 The End. Thanks. Hey, how's everybody doing? Boo! You stink! Pretty good shows here at the Denver Improv. Uh, I mean, uh, it's a big room, man. 350 people. So when there's 150 people in there, it doesn't look good. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just people who got free tickets. It's It's been fine. My wife and I, uh, we have three children. <laughs> you have, you have, you have four? Okay. Well, you win the bad decision contest. <laughs> you got five. 
That's why all you guys are here on a holiday weekend. You can't afford to go anywhere. <laughs> Comedy club's like, you want free tickets? You're goddamn right we do. <laughs> you think we can afford a lake? Uh-uh. You know what else I learned this week at the Denver Improv? What, what age comes to mind when I say swinger? What demographic? 50, 40s. 50, 40s. What? <laughs> That, okay, that is a demographic. Black people don't swing? No! For, I'm going to make the point that I'm not recruiting. Um, I am learning, is what I am. Uh, Is it because you don't like swinging or you don't like hummus? <laughs> but maybe the food was better. I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't realize. I don't. I don't know. I bet if I Google it, I could fucking find it. I'll tell you that much. There's got to be a blackpeoplesling.com out there somewhere. If not, I'm buying that domain tonight. I asked like the dumbest white guy in history too, like, all of you, hell no. We just cheat on each other like normal people. We're not all organized about it. some side shit like God intended. <laughs> You're right, white people suck. <laughs> well, that's a road I didn't think we were going down, but here we are. Black people don't swing. At least not the ones in that room. I'm sure. I don't know if there's been any uh, scientific studies on the percentage of swingers uh, based on race. I think we have more important things to study, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's some. I did look up black swinger, no, blackpeopleswing.com, and uh, I don't. It wasn't a website. I mean, it went to something like some sort of weird landing page, and then I. I I entered Black People Swing into the uh, just a search, and I got a lot of dance sites, which really made me feel like a pervert. I bet more black people go to orgies than swing dance, though. I will say that. Did you notice how that sound was shitty in those clips, by the way? I mean, it was better in the room than it was on my recording, but like, I don't know, it's this beautiful 350-seat comedy club. And the sound is, like, weird and tenny. And, of course, I'm not saying anything because I'm lucky to be here, guy. So I'm not going to be like, why does it Why does the sound sound like shit? Uh, but, yeah, that, that ju- it just surprised me that uh, there's, like, two things you need, sound and lights. And uh, one of them is a little wonky. Um, but, man, I'm not, I'm not saying shit. This whole week is, like, a week off for the club already because it's not packed and last week i won't say who it was but they had someone who sold out every show 
and they even added like a show on Saturday. Uh, it was just chaos. And, uh, but the funny thing is they said when I went to the green room, they were like, do you like that carpet? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. They're like, we just put it in last week because the headliner last week came in on a Thursday and we have shitty carpet in here. And he was like, if this carpet's not changed by tomorrow, I'm not performing. And so, I mean, I guess they were going to change the carpet anyway. So they were like, okay, we'll do it. But wow. I mean, of course, part of me is like, what a dick. But the other part of me is like, man, I'm like refilling my water in the bathroom sink because I don't want to bother the bartender. And this son of a bitch is like, fix the carpet or I walk. Wow. Hello. This is a commercial word for Anchor Podcasts, the easiest way to host your podcast. Um, If you don't have a podcast, congratulations. You probably have an enjoyable life full of friends, family, and fun. Uh, But if you do have a podcast, um, I'm sorry, and you should use Anchor Podcasts. Uh, It's easy. It's free. Uh, They distribute everything for you. They give you sponsorship, which... Apparently, it's just talking about Anchor. I guess that's their sponsorship, but I don't want to brag, but I make, you know, maybe six bucks a month doing this. So, worth it? Of course it is. Uh, Go to anchor.fm or the Anchor app. We now return to another riveting episode of The Rutledges. I got a Google alert for myself. Uh, Before this trip. And it was a, like a, I don't know what it was, somewhere. It was a listing for my shows at the Denver Improv. And I've may, I may have complained about this before, but <sighs> any way you describe a comedian sounds bad. But this what I thought sounded particularly bad. I'm just like, I no one, I mean, free tickets or not, I'm not going to that show if this is the description. Gabriel Rutledge is the sarcastic dad cracking wise during Little League practice, the hardened veteran of teacher-parent conferences with multiple tours of carpool duty under his belt. And then there's eh, a bunch of my credits. Rutledge is the epitome of the keep-it-real comic, an expert at extracting comedic diamonds from the rubble of everyday life. See, this proud Olympia, Washington resident, a town he declared one of the great entertainment capitals of the world at the Denver Improv. I'm not actually a proud Olympia resident. I'm just a resident. Also, it's great having your jokes explained. (laughs) I sarcastically put it was one of the great entertainment capitals of the world. I'm not sure that was obvious. But just that first part, sarcastic dad cracking wise at Little League practice. Ugh. That sounds like the worst comedian I've ever heard of. But it doesn't matter. Even like legendary comedians, if you described their act in that way, they sound like shit. You know? Like if you said, you know, talks about their childhood and being a parent, clean, legend of comedy, rapist, Bill Cosby. You're like, I mean, that description sounds like this guy's a real piece of shit. So you got to be careful. You got to be <laughs> careful how you describe yourself. 
Now that I think it, oh, maybe wisecracking Little League dad's not too bad. I do talk about my children and being married a lot, but I don't. I don't love that in the description because it sounds like something someone who wasn't married or didn't have children wouldn't enjoy, and I think they would. Uh, but even if it wasn't about that, even if the description was like talks about the foibles of dating in a new world, checking in from the foxhole of single life, like however however you describe it, whatever you're talking about, it sounds like shit. That's why when radio and uh, and you know print interviews. When they ask that, what can we expect? Well, how would you describe your comedy? I'm like, I need a good answer. Uh, but I don't have one. You know? Woke. That's how I describe my comedy. Just woke. Because I was just napping. Speaking of woke. Now it's time for listener questions. If you want to ask me a question and you don't see me face-to-face, uh, send me an email, gabriel at gabrielrutledge.com or slide into the DMs on, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. I'm not on that. If you want to feel like it, I have Snapchat, ask me a question on one of those other things, but like wear little puppy ears and a puppy nose while you do it. And I think we'll get the same effect. Uh, got a question from Doug. Did you see the new Chappelle special? Thoughts? A lot of chatter this week about the uh, Dave Chappelle's new special. At least in the comedy world, it feels like a lot of the world, but maybe just the comedy world. But uh, Doug asked, so I will answer. So here's my Chappelle take. You know, there's a lot of layers. I mean, is it problematic? Yes. Different people. African American. I mean, Chappelle certainly not the only comedian ever getting into hot water. Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Joan Rivers, Jeff Dunham. What about disenfranchised white privilege? A place we could start and maybe hurt people's feelings and it's really funny. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. People talk about punching up. People talk about punching down. I don't know. What about punching to the middle? So there it is. Uh, I think that's the definitive take on the Dave Chappelle special. Oh, by the way, that music is this guy makes fart metal on YouTube. Uh, and I'm using it without permission. So I'll put a link in the episode details to his uh, YouTube channel for fart metal. There's actually like, I guess you'd call it shit metal too. Should I play a couple of that? It's so gross. All right, I'm going to do it. Did I mention I'm lactose intolerant? I can't take any. 
That's so gross. I think I'm going to throw up. Oh. This is Gunner from 107.7 The End, your alternative station. That was a new one from Shit Metal. We're going to be down at the main stage of Bumper Shoot giving away some bumper stickers. Coffee mugs, giving one lucky listener $107.70. Come by and say hi. Boo! You know, much like Dave Chappelle, a uh, fart metal guy is making art that is not for everybody. See how I just tied that together like a professional broadcaster? If professional broadcasters played YouTube clips of people shitting and putting it over metal music... I guess my actual take on the Chappelle special, I'll try to keep it brief. Uh, <laughs> I, I watched it. Um, I thought some of it was funny. Uh, I guess I feel like this isn't a popular take. But I feel like people raise a lot of good points on each side. Some people are like, hey, he took the artistic choice to purposefully talk about hot button topics to make a greater larger point about cancel culture or whatever and okay yeah you should be able to joke about anything i get that and then you know trans people who are like hey my life is not that fucking easy already and now there's a bunch of bros who are like finally someone's taking these trans people down a couple pegs I can see that not being a good thing too. Okay? I see the, uh, I see the, I can see that. And I guess, I don't know, there's a lot, from the comedy world perspective, there's a lot of, it's all, there's a lot of talk like, oh, you can't, it's almost like you're not allowed to criticize a comedy special unless you've done comedy, which is horseshit because, you know, I don't make movies. I have opinions on movies. Same with music. You know, it's, um, that's a silly thing. So in some ways, it's like the comedy world is a little too sensitive where we're like, how dare someone talk shit about a thing we like? Well, that's everyone else. Every other art form has to do that. So shut up and take a couple hits. Um, in, I mean, in some ways, we're all being played. If you, Even if you had a strong opinion on either side of this issue or any issue, it's, you know, the most... There was a lot of talk because Vice had some article about you should skip the Chappelle special. Well, what what gets more clicks? Say, saying you should skip the Chappelle special and making everyone mad or saying like, yeah, it was pretty good. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of fake outrage on both sides of this thing. Um I don't know. I don't have to agree. I actually watched the first part of the special with my wife in the room, and I can't remember what joke it was in the beginning, but she was like half paying attention, um, which I'm used to. Usually it's to me, but this was to the Chappelle special. And and I don't remember what he said, but she just like like half listening, popped her head up, and was like, what an asshole. And I, was, I laughed because I'm like, I think, yes, he's saying, I think he's purposely saying some asshole things because, uh, you know, Almost like, not to speak on his behalf, but almost like, oh, you didn't like the other specials? Uh, here, we're really going to lean into this shit. But I don't, I didn't think it was one of his best. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he is one of the best. Um, but I don't know. I don't have to. Like he had a joke where I, I don't know if he was joking or serious, but he said he doesn't think the, the guys in the Michael Jackson documentary were telling the truth about being abused as children by Michael Jackson. Look, on a human level, I totally disagree with that. I can't believe anyone would watch that documentary and not see the pain in those men's faces and be like, yes, that happened. But guess what? I don't give a shit. I don't care if he believes it or just believes it for a joke. If he wants to say he doesn't think those guys are telling the truth, I don't I don't take it that personally. And I know that's a little bit different than being a trans person and hearing jokes about, you know, your person. Um, but, you know, I think the other side of it is, uh, look, if you ask me, do you think, there's too much political correctness or too much uh, uh, cancel culture in the world. Yes, is my short answer. Um, do I think there's too many comedy specials that are sort of like maybe not funny, but they're saying the right things that you're supposed to say in this day and age? Yes, I also agree with that. There's a term called clapter that I think describes it very well. Like, it's not even people laughing. It's just people clapping because they agree with you. And, um, you know, I guess politically, I think Trump's an asshole. Everyone claps. That's great, but that's not a joke. That's not, that's clapter. That's not laughter. But here's the other thing. I think there's clapter on the other side. There's clapter on the unwoke side. There's clapter, uh, everyone who's like, uh, we need to get comedy back to what it used to be and fuck all this politically correct shit. They're starting to get applause without a joke now. There's, you know, there's edgy clapter. Like, yeah, I said it. Woo! Everyone claps because somehow they're taking down liberal douchebags of PEG or something. And, uh, you know, I think... Talking about how PC the world is or things of that nature are, it's starting to be a little hack. I mean, there's, there's more than one special called Triggered. Did I say that weird? Triggered? Triggered. Triggered. Not triggered. I don't know what that means. You know, there's a lot, mostly men, but there's a lot of dudes who are doing specials about like, oh, you know. This show's not for pussies. Buckle up, everybody. So that's that's starting to be hacked, too. So I, I see I can criticize both sides as far as uh, stand-up comedy goes. And uh, so, yeah, like I said, I'll read one thing about Chappelle and be like, yeah, that's a good point. And I'll read the something else and I'll be like, that's also a good point. And uh, that's how I feel a lot about uh, how I feel about a lot of issues, which is why this is not a political podcast, because uh I think both sides raised a lot of good points. Isn't really a hot take podcast anyone's signing up for. But, uh, yeah, so I, I did not think it was genius. That seemed to be a lot of people's reaction who really liked it. Like, man, this is the biggest fuck you to PC culture. 
he finally took him down. I'm like, he did? Huh. I didn't notice that. I just thought um, he purposely picked topics that would uh, be controversial, and he did jokes about them. Um, and then the other side of acting like he's the biggest asshole that ever lived, it, that's also ridiculous. You know, no matter how you feel about any issue, Dave Chappelle is not your biggest problem. Um, I'll, I'll also say this. If, if you think Chappelle's new special is a great victory for free, for free speech, um, you know, you haven't been to an open mic because, <laughs> because there's a lot of unpopular free speech ideas being floated around. At, I actually tweeted that at Gabe Rutledge, by the way. What did I tweet? Uh, I tweeted, not a comment about the funniness of Chappelle's special, but anyone touting the braveness, balls, or lack of fucks given in his subject matter has clearly never been to a comedy open mic. There's plenty of free speech heroes going on before karaoke at a sports bar near you. Uh, which is, you know, it's... You're not allowed to joke about anything anymore. Go to an open mic. People are joking about everything. Whether people laugh or not is uh, debatable. But if topics was your big free speech comedy concern, um, I think we're touching on all of them. But I'm not the best person to review the funniness of a comedy special because I'm a comedian and, and my review of most of comedy specials is, eh, okay. Usually my thoughts on comedy specials are like, oh, we're all wearing jackets now? That's a thing? On stage, we're all wearing jackets? Chappelle looked like a Ghostbuster. Looked like Ernie Hudson up there. Wearing a green jumpsuit with his name on it. But yeah, it's uh yeah, it's a weird thing to like you know, people I don't remember the guy's name, but he like tweeted some stuff tongue in cheek that uh was not taken tongue in cheek from years ago and then he didn't get to direct a movie anymore and that kind of stuff is all bullshit. It's stupid. It's stupid. Um, but the other side of that is there's so much talk in comedy about like how we're all being ruined by woke culture or PC. And like who, what? Is there some island where they're keeping all these comedians who no longer get to work because they're just too edgy? No, everyone's working. Everyone's doing fine. No one's getting fired. No one's... You know, if you did get fired, you'd pick up more fans for being a guy who got fired. It's a it's a false argument for comedy. Maybe not for for uh, uh, other professions, but if you're in, if your job is to bring people to come see you do comedy, uh, you can say whatever you want as long as people keep somebody coming to see you do comedy. That's the rules. Um, so, and I also, I don't, I don't know, just like, uh, there's a lot of podcasts, there's a lot of stand-up comics talking about that sort of, you know, PC versus edgy versus, and I don't, I don't know, why does anyone care? I get what you care if you're in the entertainment industry, but I don't, I don't get how like, uh, I don't know, I don't get why a Joe Rogan fan who is whatever, uh, delivers Amazon packages during the day, why do they give a fuck about 
what you can say and not say in a comedy special. I know that I don't know. That doesn't make a ton of sense to me. It just it just uh, like I said, I'm getting tired of that too. I'm tired of the. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of what are we going to do about all this PC bullshit? I'm tired of that. That seems just as hacked to me as uh, um, Clapter on the woke side. But there's, I don't know, there's also something, you know, like I said, I'm sensitive to being, I'm sensitive to the people, the disenfranchised people who are like, we don't need any more shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, and I get that, but it's also, like, if you think there's a type of person who shouldn't be joked about, I'm not sure you see that type of person as an equal. You know, like, I don't, I'm not saying it should be like, oh, every straight cis person in the world should be doing transgender jokes. But just the idea of like, that topic is off limits to you. You should never speak of it. Uh, that doesn't seem like equality and it doesn't seem that healthy. Um, but I don't know. It's I don't for my own act. I just never. I don't know. Doesn't affect me. I don't. <laughs> I'm not. It's not like oh boy. I sure wish I could do all these transgender jokes. Uh, but this fucking PC police won't let me. That's just not what I'm interested in, and I don't feel like I have anything to. Um. I don't think I have anything to. Uh, uh, add to it look i just i don't know some of it seems dumb to me some of the but again this might be all online maybe this isn't even real people but it, there'll be a story in the news where i can't remember a famous actress said she thinks that straight people should be able to play trans people in movies and she got a ton of shit for it i didn't get that because i think trans people should be able to play straight people in movies right if you can pull off the look that is required for that particular script and movie, then I don't see what it has to do with anything. But, you know, so uh, I guess that's an example of me thinking uh, that's a little too PC or a little ridiculous. But as far as jokes I want to tell, I don't, I don't have anything to say about it. I'm not living that world. I mean, I guess the only thing that ever happened in my life that I that kind of made me want to talk about, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, pronouns or or transitioning, um, is because uh, in some ways people are much more accepting of you transitioning genders than they are much smaller changes. And I thought of this because. Uh, my, my wife has two sisters and one of them, like in her forties was like, by the way, everyone, I'm changing my name to Catherine. And the whole family just went, fuck you, Karen. Uh, and that, I, that made me think of that because I'm like, if she would have been like, by the way, I'm changing my name, uh, to Kurt and transitioning the family would have been i'm sure shocked but also like good for you we support you but like a name change they were like oh shut up we're calling you karen but again that's not it's not like i'm like oh i need i need to bring that to stage 
Um, but, uh, you know, I think I'd talk to myself in circles and that's, uh, and that's okay. Cause that's kind of how I feel about all this stuff. Makes me think in circles. Uh, I wanted to read, uh, an Apple podcast review I got. I've gotten a couple new ones lately, but only one person left words for me to read. And that person I learned later was, uh, Tim at evil Timmy on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, I'm just, I'm just gonna have to say this is my favorite review of all time. I love all of my reviews, like they're my children. But Tim, right now, this week, you're my favorite child. Uh, this is the review. <laughs> the headline of it is, relax, laugh, learn nothing. Five stars. I mean, come on, relax, laugh, learn nothing? Is that not the perfect description of this fucking podcast? Sometimes you don't want to be informed about your world or hear about ghosts and murders or hear important interviews with very smart people. Sometimes you just want to hear a professionally funny, down-to-earth guy talk to himself. At those times, Gabe's got you covered. That's a hell of a review. Relax, laughing or nothing. I said, I said, uh, I posted that on uh, stuff, and I said, if I had a podcast t-shirt, uh, that's what it would say. Relax, laugh, learn nothing. And a couple people said, I want that shirt. And, uh, I'm pro, you know, I'm just to be honest, I don't think enough people listen for me to, I guess I could do, I could do print on demand shirts maybe. I've tried to set that up before for my comedy shirts, but I got frustrated. Maybe I'll make my wife do it. She's got nothing else going on. Uh, anyway, thank you for the review. Uh, I always love getting those. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening. Um, this podcast is free and it's worth it. Talk to you next week.